All right, guys, before we get into the episode, we got to do some shout outs. That's right. On SoundCloud, the site where we host our podcast, we got to give a big thanks to Maria Celeste. Every week she's liking, she's listening, and we really appreciate it. I got to give a Big shout out to my brother Kevin. Every week he's hitting us up on SoundCloud with the likes, with the listens. We really appreciate it, man. Cannot thank you enough. On social media, we got to give a shout out to Michael Sosa. Michael Sosa is our friend from San Diego Comic-Con. It's killer Doc Brown costume. Uh, we've been keeping in touch with him. And then we got our buddy Jay Jordan Castro. He and I were chatting about the cartoons that we did, the, the, the questionable cartoons. We came up with some more. We talked about just... There's so many freaking properties out there that you wouldn't think were things, but then there were, you know. So we, he and I were shooting back and forth some some other things, some other ideas that you and I hadn't talked about. So, Jay, le- keep listening. Keep writing us. Yeah, we really love it when we hear from our fans. We really appreciate it. And uh, you can talk to us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram at LaunchpadPod. Check out our website, LaunchpadPod.com. We have a new section over there. It's a review section where Rumi and I are going to be putting out some movie reviews. We start started with The Ungovernable Force. It was a grindhouse, schlock, shock, and punk rock movie. We had a lot of fun watching it and reviewing it. You can check it out on our website. Keep hitting us up. Tell your friends about us. If you're having a good time, if you're having half as good a time listening to us as we are doing the podcast, tell your friends how funny we are, and hopefully we'll keep this going for as long as we can. We got some really awesome stuff coming up, and it's it's all thanks to our fans. It's all thanks to everybody who's been connecting with us, who's helping us connect with other people and we have some really exciting episodes and some really exciting things in the works and we just cannot wait to share it with all of you keep listening keep hitting us up we appreciate you guys now this week's podcast the amalgamation mashup episode mission sequence start Welcome to the Launchpad. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. All right, Matt. Today, we're talking about something interesting. Back in the 90s, Marvel and DC, two giant comic corporations, decided, let's make some more money by mixing our characters together. So they created a separate company called Amalgam. And this was a short-run, limited series of comics that took your favorite DC characters and your favorite Marvel characters and just smushed them together. <laughs> so they had characters like Dark Claw, which was Batman and Wolverine mixed together. And they had one called Spider-Boy, which was Superboy and Spider-Man mixed together. And they came up with this super elaborate story arc to say how their universes collided because of Doctor Strange and some bullshit. But like <laughs> they created lots and lots of issues of this and they're really interesting. We'll post some of these pictures online and Amal Game was just a, a, a fun one-off short-lived series but it was really interesting to see these two giants of the comic world collide and become these mixed up characters something different something new uh like super soldier was just superman and captain america yeah. i mean he was basically just captain america with a superman shield i mean it was you know some, some of, them, of were, them are a little bit more creative and some of them are a little more homogenized than others some of them are just like uh what if we took this guy's costume and put it on this guy's head you're like all right. All right. Yeah. Okay, fine. 
yeah, <laughs> Doctor Strange was literally Doctor Fate's helmet on Doctor Strange, and that was it. Yeah, you're like, ah, oh, good thinking. I All hope right. someone got a raise. <laughs> right? <laughs> but we could spend the episode talking about Amalgam, but we want to talk about amalgamations. Rumi and I challenged each other by giving a bunch of different random movie characters, comic book characters, just some of the famous personas and see what amalgamations we could come up with to make each other laugh. And the best part of this, and I think this speaks to why, I mean, I hope you're having fun listening to our podcast, but we're having fun saying it is we each threw out a list to each other about 15 or so characters deep we sent it on the same day even though we didn't really pick a day to send it we sent it almost at the exact same time and i don't think let me just look double check i don't think there was a single repeat on either of our lists his list is completely different than mine but also in the same vein so you know the idea is to take that and mash up a couple characters. Take two characters and mash them up any way you want. And now I had my first thought, Rumi, I looked at this list and I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And then I was like, oh, wait, him and him. Oh, wait, her and that. Oh, wait, this and this. And, dude, it just snowballed. And the funniest thing is most of the stuff, you could take the character from his own comic or movie or whatever Mm -hmm. and put it in the other one or you can go back the other way so really every two pairings you can kind of go two different ways with it i i have three different mashups with robocop on here (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be really cool all right go ahead Rumi, do it up who's your first up the first one on your list that you sent me oh wait and we don't know like i know the list he sent me he knows the list i sent him yeah but we don't know what each other picked and certainly don't know what we haven't talked about it haven't yet. Talked about so it. this is going to be our first time hearing each other's ideas. I'm actually like really excited. All right. So first off, when I first saw this, I was like, what? <laughs> I took the Sunday cartoon strip Dennis the Menace <laughs> and mixed him with the Saturday afternoon cartoon the Inspector Gadget to make <laughs> Robot Boy. <laughs> now, Dennis the Menace is an annoying piece of shit kid who annoys the shit out of his neighbor, and Inspector Gadget is a piece of shit detective <laughs> who is an idiot. So, Robot Boy. You should have called it Robot Piece of Shit. <laughs> robot Piece of Shit. So, Robot Kid starts with Dennis the Menace dying because Dennis the Menace was an idiot and would have been run over by a car pretty damn quick. So, Kid dies being an idiot and is put back together as a robot boy and is just as big as an idiot as Inspector Jack Gadget ever was. And he's packed full of gadgets and gizmos to be like Robot Boy. They're like, he'll never run into the street again. <laughs> his his curmudgeon neighbor gets his hand cut off by said dumbass kid and becomes hell-bent on destroying the child abomination. <laughs> just like Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget didn't have an arm. He had, like, this robot hand. This is Dr. Wilson? Dr. Wilson, <laughs> yes. So, Dennis's pet dog and new sister are always a few steps behind to make sure that Dennis doesn't collapse under his own stupidity. Just like Inspector Gadget, who is an insufferable idiot. <laughs> I don't like Inspector Gadget very much. Really. <laughs> the Matthew Broderick one or the cartoon one? The, either. Neither. <laughs> They're both dumb characters who never dealt with real crime. Could you imagine if that show had a real crime? It's like, we just found a shipping container full of dead Russian hookers. And he'd be like, Whoa. I'll fly right over there. Go, go, my propeller head. Go, go, Gadget wet my pants. <laughs> go, go, Gadget blacklight. <laughs> 
That's awesome. I would watch the shit out of that cartoon show. I thought Dennis the Menace was a good one because on your list too, you have a couple that seemingly are from left field where yeah. you're like, oh, that that it's so far out there. But then you start to be like, well, actually, I, I went to town with a couple of yours. I'm pretty excited. All That's right, pretty right. good, Rumi. That's good. <laughs> good stuff. All right. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> on Rumi's list was Gremlins <laughs> and Tyler Durden. <laughs> okay. Mogwai's work at ho-hum jobs and order knickknacks from an online website, Peltzer.com, that makes shitty products. One night, after eating a large late-night snack, Gizmo meets a tough-looking creature named Stripe, who tries to pull Giz out of his humdrum life by beating the shit out of him. The two decide to make it a club, and after fighting in some dank basements, wet alleys, and of course in the rain, the group's numbers begin to grow. The only downside for Giz is that Mrs. Beagle, played by Tim Burton's acting in the same every movie way wife are porking nonstop with Stripe. This problem compounds when an old wise Asian character proves to Gizmo that Stripe is his alter ego. Whoa! <laughs> the scariest part of the movie is when Phoebe Cates tells a story of her dad's demise. Dressed like Santa Claus, he tries to surprise, surprise the family on Christmas Day, but instead gets launched out of a second story window <laughs> by a motorized <laughs> stair chair. And oh yeah, her father is played by Meatloaf. <laughs> His name was Santa Claus. <laughs> the first rule of Gremlin Club. Oh, God. How? Yeah, I thought, dude, that one is the one that screamed off the page oh, at me. And then, like, Gizmo doesn't remember anything because it's his alter ego, but they're just holding him down, feeding him, and then pouring water <laughs> on him and just making more gremlins. And he shows up, and they're all, like, making soap and shit. And I'm imagining, first of all, did you realize, and I, lo I realized this as I started to write this, I was like, wait, what is Ed Norton's character's name in that movie? Doesn't have a name. He doesn't have a name. I completely, like, yeah. yeah. Well, he refers to himself as Jack when he finds the other... In in Tyler Durden's house, there's memoirs from the previous tenant. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. I guess I didn't consciously realize that he's he's credited as the narrator. But uh, <laughs> in my mind, I was imagining like Stripe. And if you're not a huge Gremlins nerd, Stripe is the leader of the evil Gremlins with yeah. the mo white mohawk. I was imagining him and Tyler Durden's clothes throughout the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it just wouldn't work at the end when Tyler Durden shaves his head. Stripe would still have to have a stripe. Yeah. This also could go the other way. And it could be Edward Norton. And when Edward Norton gets wet, like more people from Fight oh, Club man. evolve. And when he eats after midnight, Tyler Durden comes out. Hard to talk with a makeshift bow and arrow stuck in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All comes out as bells. <laughs> and remember Tyler Durden drives that crazy car. It's like a rad like car. It'd be like the little tiny yeah. car from the mall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude. When I, I honestly, and that's, I texted you when I got this list, because I was like, he had to have imagined those two things together, right? Because yeah. Stripe and Gizmo are kind of yin and yangish, and so are Tyler Durden and mm -hmm. Ed Norton's character. And I was like, fuck, man, how could you not? And you put them at opposite ends of your list. And I yeah. thought you purposely were trying to be like, Ruby, try to do this. And I texted you, and you were like, no, I had no, I no, none of these people were pre-paired oh, up. I had the gremlins prepared. 
but not, this was not with Tyler Durden. Not though. with Tyler Durden. This was a because I was running this idea by my wife, and she said, "Gremlins and Air Bud." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, he's a good dog, but whenever he gets wet, they can't give him the Gatorade bottle at the basketball game because he'll turn into more Gremlins." But the hard thing is, I bet the Gremlins can ball. So you know, like it's it's a it's a you know it's it's you're stuck in a rock and hard place. Like catch twenty two. Like what are you gonna do? You're gonna get the Gremlins that's, that are really good, or or the one dog that's gonna save the day. It's very tough. <laughs> that's fucking hysterical, man. Oh yeah. man. All right. What else do you have on your list? All right. I my Robocops are stacked at the top. Maybe I'll make up mix up the yeah, Robocops yeah, yeah. Mix them up. All right. Um all right, I'll jump to Lethal Robot. So <laughs> this is mixing C3PO and Riggs from the Lethal Weapons movie. <laughs> Roger Murtaugh is about to retire when he's partnered up with a new partner, a robo, a robot cop. This golden stick in the mud is a protocol droid designed to interact with humans programmed primarily for etiquette and protocol. Since the police department has had a little problem following the rules lately, (laughs) blowing up the tops of buildings and all. (laughs) He is fluent in over 7 million forms of communication and he's fussy and a worry face. (laughs) He's called... R.I. 66 or Riggs. <laughs> He's a real pain in Murtaugh's ass. <laughs> following the rules and all the red tape, but like all robot sidekicks, he's a bumblefuck, and there are still just as many explosions as in the original Lethal Weapon, all caused by the dumb robot sidekick. (laughs) (laughs) Think you're getting too old for this shit? I'm not even supposed to be activated today. (laughs) Wait, let me do that. Think you're getting too old for this shit? I'm not even supposed to be activated today. (laughs) There's been some terrible mistake. I'm programmed for etiquette, not destruction. During a suicide negotiation, R.I. 66 tries to climb out on the ledge and just falls off because his legs are all stiff and stupid. <laughs> Remember that scene when he climbed yeah, out? Yeah. The guy's like, what are you doing, and man? He You're crazy. Him, right? yeah, he, 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 he handcuffs himself right. to him. But like this one, he'd be like, you know, like or C-3PO tries to handcuff himself to this guy and his arm just falls off. The goodness guy gracious falls me. Off. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious me. <laughs> I2D2, watch your language. <laughs> Officer Murtaugh, watch your language. <laughs> Getting too old for this shit. He could have like a, a really good parlor trick where he gets them to put him in a uh, a fucking straitjacket. Yeah. And then Chewbacca comes in and just dislocates both of his arms. <laughs> <laughs> puts him on the strap on his back, walks out. Can you just imagine they're they're on the roof and the bomb's about to explode? He's like, oh, if we jump, our odds of survival are eight. And Murdoch's like, oh shit. He jumps and then you just see like a straight leg stiff C3PO just falling through the air as the explosion blows up behind him. And it's like in my head, it's like everything he does just ends in a massive fireball and like not his fault. He's not trying to, but just everything blows up. And like in the torture scene where he's being hung upside down by like chains and they're just punching the shit out of him and right. he's like taking it. And he's like, oh, oh, you know what oh. I would love to fucking see? What? At the end of that movie, <laughs> there would be a fight scene between C-3PO and Gary Busey, right? Yes. <laughs> well, the helicopter's circling around in the front yard. The Christmas lights are going. And yeah. Just the shit out of each that other. That would be awesome. And that would be that I would love to see like that's the time where. What'd you say? R.I. 66? Yeah. Riggs officially loses it. And like now he's like really like ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't because he can't make a fist. He can't make a fist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but like Busey would like hit him. His head would spin around and then his torso would spin around to catch up. And that would just like knock him over. But it like goes on way too long. <laughs> that would be so cool. And then there'd be like a couple like really poignant scenes of him sitting there with a blaster in his mouth. Yeah. But he can't pull the trigger. <laughs> 
pets the dog from like Doctor Who, the little robot dog. That's his little buddy. <laughs> he lives in a junked out Millennium Falcon down on Venice Beach. <laughs> no, dude, the, the fucking escape pod. That's that's just on the, the beach. beach. Yeah, yeah. And he just sits in there, and like there's just empty beer cans all over the place for uh, no reason. <laughs> God, that's hysterical. I knew Riggs would be a good one. I thought no matter what you did with that, that would be good. I did not expect him to be paired with C-3PO, but... R.I. 66, I would watch that. Holy shit, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. (sighs) Danny Glover with a fucking robot sidekick. Who would do the voice? Would it still be Anthony Daniels? I don't know, man. In my head, it was Anthony Daniels, but yeah. it could be hilarious if it was Mel Gibson doing, doing a robot Anthony voice. Daniels? Yeah, doing Anthony Daniels. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I kept trying to decide, like, would he do the crazy slap himself in the face? Like, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Right. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, man. What's your next one, Ruby? All right. Keeping up with robots, I have the Terminator and the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Humans celebrate weird things for impractical reasons, and the T-800 that lives on top of Mount Crumpet doesn't understand why. He aims to correct humanity's mistakes. He kills Santa Claus for his clothes. His dog is a T-1000, so just morphs into a dog disguised as a reindeer. <laughs> and commences killing all the humans dreaming of sugar plum fairies. His midnight ride is interrupted by little Sarah Connahoo. <laughs> and then I, in parentheses, I put, insert scene where the Santinator reacts to the interruption by scrolling through possible responses and chooses, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> why? Why, Mr. Santa Claus? Why? <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Oh, my God. I want to make a picture of Cindy Lou Who, but it's through the red Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and again, anybody who's listening to this that wants to make some art and throw it on our site, we would fucking love that, man. Oh, my God, please. Send it to us. Uh, Little Sarah Connor, who lures the robots outside where the townspeople are able to knock it into molten eggnog, where it (laughs) flails and burns until the glowing red Rudolph nose on the Termudator slowly goes out. Little Sarah Connor who quips, you're terminated, fucker. Her parents return all her Christmas presents because of her potty mouth before singing da Dore with all the rest of the survivors. <laughs> the whole movie rhymes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be good. They fought oh. him with Dimble Clunk Clankets. <laughs> the Shrubble Poohoozits who shot rockets and grenades and Puzzle Doodoozits. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. And I saw the shit out of that in my head. Like, I oh could see God. it big time. Just Santa's working away like five more days to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning striking around. And all of a sudden, this naked dude shows up. He's like, your clothes, your hat, and your jingle bells. Give them to me. <laughs> the keys to your sleigh. You can't take a man's ride. The, the, the elves. The elves. Yeah. You can't take a man's ride. <laughs> Throws one onto the, the, the burners of a, of a stove. The grill. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I could see that, too. I, 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 the, the rhyming thing, I didn't even think of that last night, or else I would have written the whole, whole fucking thing, thing as a rhyme. Yeah, God damn. that's pretty good. Oh, my God. And if in that movie universe, Bill Paxton, R.I.P., um, <laughs> would be the only person to be killed by a Terminator, a Predator, an alien, and a Santa Claus. <laughs> That's uh, oh god, that's pretty good. And I, th- there were, dude, there were so many jokes that I didn't 
think fit it. Like I was like, all right, I'm forcing this. I got to put it away. And they, I, we could do so much more with that. And I also tried really hard to keep that to the animated Grinch that stole Christmas, not yeah. the Jim Carrey live action. Screw that movie. I don't, I like it. I like it for what it is, but there's a lot more to that mythos than there is to the animated. And mm-hmm. I tried not to go too heavy into that and just keep it. Oh my to gosh. This one. Directed by Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Cameron. Did you? I imagine this little robot dog with a red blinking nose, and then that red blinking nose slowly. Mm. <laughs> you terminated fucker. Well, Sarah, we have to return all your Christmas presents. He goes into one whose house, and they like hold the family captive, and he cuts his arm off and pulls it off and shows the robot inside. And like, what? His Google Green Crankets are showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but then like would they like pull him out and reprogram him so he's nice and then they let him cut the who beast <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and he could cut it with his arm his arm would just turn it <laughs> turn it to a blade cut right cut the and the who beast could be Todd <laughs> <laughs> With the milk carton in his mouth. Because <laughs> we all know the Who's are cannibalistic little creatures. Oh, man, can you imagine his, like, molten metal arm, like, turning into some of those wacky Dr. Seuss, like... Like ding-dongs. Ding-dongs. <laughs> <and the laughs> little bells everywhere. The bells and the games Trim that they trumpets. play. <laughs> He went to the top of Mount Crumpet to dump it with a with a grenade launcher. Boonk, boonk. The hoods are sending the tanks up. Boonk. God, those movies are good. Uh. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I I was pretty happy with that one. That was one that I I have to admit I was chuckling to myself as I as I as I wrote it. Okay, I'm gonna do go come back to another RoboCop. Okay. So this one, when you and I first started talking about this, this is what we mentioned. And this is RoboCop and John McClane mixed together. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was just like just to try and get the idea flowing. It's right. Like, if RoboCop and John McClane mixed together, it'd basically just be RoboCop, but he has human feet, too, so he can step <laughs> on the glass. And it, and, it, and it totally ruins John McClane's signature move at the end of Die Hard when he starts laughing to get everybody, the slow laugh to right. get everybody else laughing. Because RoboCop would just be like, ha, 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 And they're like, what is he doing? Is he laughing? Is he la- That's creepy. What is he doing? And then like, the, the, he wouldn't have a tape to his back. His back would just be like, and the gun would pop up. Bam, 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 bam. And then like, as Hans Gruber and his wife fell, like his arm would just go, and grab him and pull him back. That's a, that's a quick one. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I have another crazy one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, another another small one. Okay. <laughs> you put Gem from the Holograms. Yep. <laughs> like, they didn't say Gem from Gem and the Holograms. It was like Gem from the Holograms. You know. Gem and Michael Myers. <laughs> Okay, I'm listening. This is what I wrote for this. Some crazy five-year-old murders her brother on Halloween while he's jacking off. (laughs) (laughs) Years later, she escapes the mental institution to perform rock and roll concerts for Jamie Lee Curtis, despite Donald Pleasant's best efforts. (laughs) Finn. (laughs) Yeah, basically. That's that's it. (laughs) 
I imagine like Donald Pleasant shoots her ass out of a window and she gets back up and is like, guitar. And I was imagining Michael Myers' face, yeah, but with like bright kiss makeup esque, oh, like the star the over David her Bowie, eye and yeah, stuff. The yeah, the David Bowie paint. Yeah, oh, that is hysterical. <laughs> and like the hair is huge and yeah, pink. Exactly. Huge. You should and pink. pink. That's exactly what oh, I was thinking. Gosh. Michael Myers mask, but with huge pink hair, bright neon pink hair, magenta. <laughs> All right, here's a, another quick one that I got. This was uh, mixing the Hulk and Optimus Prime. Oh my God, I'm already so on board. So this is about a, a guy, a scientist, who whenever he gets angry, turns into a giant big Greek truck. He has like 50 <laughs> charges of vehicular manslaughter against him. And he looks like a truck from maximum overdrive with a Hulk face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's like a bonus mashup. I know, right? Well. Yeah. With the, with maximum overdrive. Did you know that they had permission from Marvel to use that face? They did have permission. They did have permission. Marvel back then wanted anything anywhere. They would give anybody anything. Uh, yeah. That's hysterical. Uh. Um, they were like, what's it doing? Running over people? Done. Yeah, fuck again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's pretty good. All right, how about another Rocketeer? I mean, uh, a Rocketeer, Michael Myers. It's <laughs> another quick one. A crazy guy stabs people with a butcher knife, but he doesn't walk up to them to do it. He uses a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are trick or treating, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I also was trying to envision how it would work because Michael Myers is one of the the first and one of the key killer stalkers who does not chase the victims. You know yeah. what I mean? Always turn around and he's always there, mm -hmm. always walking, never running. How yeah. do you do that gag visually with a with a jetpack? <laughs> you hear the noise, you turn around, and he's standing there. And <laughs> Standing there a little bit closer. <laughs> like, you just see the tail of him being like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> trying to land. Because, like, I, I can't imagine these things are easy to fly. He's just like, whoa, 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 all right, I'm good, I'm good. Also, imagine the, the visual of a mask that is part Rocketeer helmet, part William Shatner's face it's, painted white. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would it be gold for this? Like, it's just a metal yeah. gold William Shatner face? I think it'd be gold. But the hair is sculpted into that fin. That's like... Oh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> incorporate the fin into the hair sculpt. That'd be pretty cool. And Michael Myers' face, but those those dome like, eyes. With the slashes. The, yeah, the, and the, like yeah, the lens The, the visor eyes. eyes. Oh, man. <laughs> and, uh, and the mouth would have to be the great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is great. Oh, man. Oh, man. And uh, just like jetpacks on the... You know, <clears throat> just flying around. Just step, 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 step. <laughs> the second one instead of taking place in a hospital is in like a plane or a blimp <laughs> that would be super cool um, Jamie Lee Curtis is like a gangster yeah would it be in the 50s again yeah um, it's the 30s it oh yeah 30s. it was the 30s do you have any more Rocketeer ones I do. <laughs> oh, okay. When you're when you're done giving me Rocketeer stuff, I want to talk about this Rocketeer as an option because we had some some something that we noticed about the Rocketeer. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna give you. Oh man, I got two more really good ones. Okay. All right. This one's called Lake to the Future, and this is <laughs> Jason Voorhees and Marty McFly. So. Doc Brown is a mad scientist living near Crystal Lake, and he builds a time machine in an attempt to stop all the fucking murders that have been happening there. <laughs> For years, people are just getting stabbed the fuck up. So he and a deformed zombie man-child go back in time to prevent zombie man-child's accidental <laughs> death as a child. But it becomes a comedy of errors, however, as adult Jason can't keep himself from dying or his adult selves from murdering people. <laughs> 
So they go back in time even further to try and prevent that and warn his mother. But Jason's mom comes on to him just like in the Back to the Future movies. And he ends up sleeping with her and she gives birth to a deformed child. Oh, that is genius. Which she names Jason and he drowns in a lake. First of all, really, really on point to make childhood Jason Voorhees the Marty McFly of that story. Yeah. But then that was really good to make his mom come on to it. And that's why Jason is deformed. (laughs) That's terribly great. Oh, man. Because that was always the creepiest part about the Back to the Futures movie was his mom was always like, oh, man, I'm so into you. And he's like, no, mom, But like he doesn't push her away as hard or as fast as I would. I yeah, yeah. I, know. I mean, I mean, if I was in that Back to the Future situation, I would be so creeped out. And he holds it together. You got to give him credit for yes. holding it together and getting that mission done. Of all the plans you would come up with, would be like, let me pretend to seduce my mother. Would that ever be in your top five plans of ways to make this happen? I would have never thought of it. Not only would no. I never have thought of that, you could have told me, and I would have been like. No, no, dude. Let, let's brainstorm a little harder. How, how about we pay one of these other doofuses to do it? You know, like, <laughs> I'm sure we could find another doofus back in the 50s to be like, hey, you want to go out with this? Yeah, this? go out with this, like, reasonably attractive. Yeah woman who I don't want to sleep with. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I thought it'd be funny not only that he like finds like in my version that Doc Brown finds Jason in the woods and is like, come on, let's go back in time and like save yourself from getting murdered. So you stop murdering people. And he's like, oh, good idea. But like in this version, he he talks and he'd be like, ah, OK, Doc Brown, because <laughs> that's what Jason would sound like if he was a real human. Tell me about the rabbits. I'm uh- Almost speechless as to how awesome that is and how fucking funny it is and how ready I would be to watch that show or tea or movie or read that comic because I would be so fucking on board for that. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. I got I got two more. One's a little bit more in depth. I'll save that one for the last at the the risk of doing two Rocketeers at the same time. Okay. this one is Chucky from Child's Play. And the Rocketeer. Yeah. During a shootout with police, baggage handler Charles Lee Ray is killed on the tarmac directly under a Toys R Us plane. And in parentheses, I put a plane carrying Toys R Us inventory, not a toy plane sold at Toys R Us. <laughs> in case we need a clarification. Right, just so you, right, I want good. you to imagine what I'm imagining. You see, Charles Lee Ray is better known as the Los Angeles of the 30s Strangler. Oh, also, he knows voodoo. This helps him get his soul into the body of a popular children's doll. The doll is found by an airline mechanic who just happened to be building a small jetpack. The killer doll may now be less than three feet tall, but he's causing terror at 30,000 feet. (laughs) Hey, Andy, want to (laughs) fly? Dude, I just see in my head that turns into the terror at 30,000 feet from the Twilight <laughs> yeah, Zone where yeah. like William Shatner's like, it's on the wing, it's on the wing. And Chuck's like waving at him. I was saying, every time everyone looks out the window, it's just a regular doll sitting on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, sir, that's just a good guy doll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
and that 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 is it for my Rocketeers. <laughs> so, the Rocketeer, when when putting the Rocketeer on this mm. amalgamations list, I realized that you take anything, mix it with the Rocketeer, you're basically just slapping a jetpack on it and calling it awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Take, true. take anything. You could be like Raptor from Jurassic Park in the Rocketeer. It's a Raptor with a jetpack. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> you take He-Man, mix him with the Rocketeer. Now you got a barbarian with a jetpack. Awesome. You could even take a character that already flies, like inherently flies, yeah. and still it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. And and one of the ones that you gave me was Venom, and I had a tough time utilizing Venom because same thing. You take the Rocketeer, you put Venom on him, now you just have a badass symbiote with a jetpack, <laughs> super red. Robocop with Venom, it, it doesn't matter. You take anything, you put a Venom right. on him, you're just covering him in awesome sauce and like letting him loose. I mean, the Punisher and Venom, it's just the Punisher with the power to like create axes out of his hands. Like, <laughs> like nothing you could come up with mixing up with Venom would be a bad idea. Like, right. All of them are good. I mean, it's just, just making him, taking him up a notch, bumping up the gnarly and making him a rad creature with goo on him. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's rubbing himself. All right, my my last one. It's another RoboCop. Guess we like Rocketeer and RoboCop a lot. Um, this one I have to say, if you could find Rocketeer RoboCop. You get RoboCop three. Yeah, <laughs> which unfortunately which isn't awesome. It's yeah. not as awesome oh, as you man. thought. Damn, you're right. RoboCop is the exception to the rule. Yeah, mm, we found it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Ro okay. uh, RoboCop so man. This one I saw somebody drawing a picture of, and I thought, holy shit, this is great. RoboCop. Oh, that's so cool. This is somebody, I saw somebody draw a picture of, of RoboCop with crow makeup, and I was like, oh, man. So, RoboCop, it almost writes itself, 90s harsh cyberpunk goth. RoboCop is considered obsolete, so is taken offline and dumped in the trash. A magic crow brings him back to life, and he becomes a goth musician, which is suiting because his feelings are so muted and robotic anyway. <laughs> and the rest of the movie plays out exactly like an ultra-violent version of Purple Rain, but with way more murder when Crobocop's past comes back to haunt him. Like, like instead of Morris Day in the time, it's like some like cyber goth like Rammstein crew, and he plays the guitar at some like goth band, and it's like Battle of the Club, Battle of the Bands, but with Robo Crobocop. Oh my God, that would be amazing, <laughs> right? And he like brings like the synth rock to it, and he's like. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> That's, man, Crobocop. It even works on a titular level. I know. It's it's hilarious. And, and yeah, it just turns into uh, Purple Rain. I need to robots. see that picture, but I can, I mean, I can visualize it. I found several pictures. One that somebody photoshopped and one that a, a comic book artist that we follow on Instagram, we'll, we'll link to him. Uh, he's drawing it, actually drawing it. And, like, that was, it was a rad picture, like, really well done. Fuck. Again, any of you guys who have any sort of artistic ability... If you guys want to make uh, character mashups, movie poster mashups, comic book covers of any of the things we talk about, we will fucking love it. We'll link to it. We'll post it. Whatever we need to do. Oh, yeah, it's we'll so cool. Put we would it love to see that shit. Oh. All right. Here's my last one. Okay. And at first I was like, eh, can I make this work? And as I wrote it, I started laughing. And I don't know if it's funny, but I think it's funny. 
Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> Already, <buddy. laughs> which is Ruby put on there. I was like, really? Actually, the best was the way you wrote it in one entry was Airbud or Free Willy. They're essentially like the same thing, but just different types of mammals. Airbud or Free Willy. I went with Airbud and Mary Poppins. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not right in the Banks's house, and it's not just the dirty, lazy, irritating sound of children's. <laughs> the house is a mess, homework won't be done, and personal hygiene is seriously lacking. Jane and Michael suck at being children, and their parents <laughs> suck at discipline. There's nothing to do but wish for outside help. One day, while the children are shooting some a little b-ball outside of the school, a fucking golden retriever comes down from the clouds, executing a perfect windmill dunk. Airbud's here to save the family. <laughs> the kids are bloody beside themselves, but nowhere near as surprised as when the dog makes them clean up their pigsty of a room while singing a song to them. Because they can't understand the lyrics, because they don't speak dog language, they mistake the dog's gusto to get the job done with primal canine aggression and do what he says. <laughs> Does he rub their faces in it first? <laughs> While in the park, they meet some other singing animals, which don't even impress the children, because now they've seen a talking dog. In fact, even the dog couldn't give a shit because he's too busy sinking three pointers while catching the eye of a man who resembles Pigpen from the Snoopy cartoons. When he approaches the children, Airbud snarls and snaps at him until he leaves, because men shouldn't be talking to children who are in the park alone. <laughs> Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim. Get the fiddling, did diddling. I was doing a motion with my hands while I said that. Hey, kids, want to get jammed in this chimney? <laughs> Something stuffed up here. Good, Governor. <laughs> then I have at the end bonus ending three way mashup. Airbud is caught on the nanny cam shaking one of the children, a technical foul, and the parents take him out back and shoot him in the shit. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll add another mashup to that. At the end, after they've shot him, they see a zipper and they unzip it. And it turns out it's the father in disguise the whole time. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. Airbud. Mary Poppins. Mashup. I was pretty happy with that one. Oh, that was hysterical. So... On my list, there are a couple that I didn't use, and let's sure. see if we can just uh, just 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 kind of riff on it. Okay. Um, so we're going live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. On your list, I have Venom, Jet Jaguar, Doctor Doom, and the Riddler. Those are the ones that I didn't use. Those are the only ones you didn't use. Only ones I didn't okay. use. And like I said, Venom you could put on anybody. Right. I think I think Venom is a universal lubricant for awesome. <laughs> well, he also, as far as mashups are concerned, his thing is to mash up, mash up with somebody. Yeah. So I, I realized that after I put that, but I was like, he's a cool enough character mm -hmm. that I feel like I'm just going to leave him there. Artistically, like visually at least, yeah. a Venom with any of those characters would look pretty Fucking cool. rad. And like another one that I saw while searching on our Instagram, I found somebody who drew a Ghost Rider and Rocketeer, and that was rad because he had the skull oh, yeah. and everything going. He was on fire and, you know, would Rocketeer around with more fire. That would be pretty cool. Swinging chains from above. That That's would be super neat. sick. So of those, let's see, like Jet Jaguar and Doctor Doom, I think, could be mixed together pretty well. It's like... A 
a toy <laughs> that when kids like turn him on, he turns into a world domination Giant monster. World <laughs> Let's see. So you, it was Riddler, Doctor Doom, Jet, Jet Jaguar, Jaguar, Venom. Riddler. When I put him on the list, I was thinking about his sometimes interesting, mostly stupid need to make silly little riddles. Yeah. And I was thinking if you couple that with the like, like him and Doctor Doom would be an interesting one because yeah. Doctor Doom in comics, I believe, is pretty much like the opposite. Like, no bullshit. I think I'm the coolest. I'm not worried about people catching me. I'm not in it as a game or a challenge. Yeah. I'm the best. I want to take over everything. I love the idea that he's also like, try and stop me, Fantastic <laughs> Four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we took the Riddler and mixed him with, like, one of these, like, serial killer horror movie slashers, he'd just become the Saw guy. Dude, it's funny because when you said that, my first thought is I'm looking at your list here and one of the ones that I did it uses Freddy Krueger mm. and I'm just thinking like he's just like a pain in Batman's ass while he sleeps like Batman's <laughs> like oh I sleep two hours a night I don't want to fucking think about your riddles while I bet Riddler's like riddle me this Batman he's like bro just give me two hours it's a towel <laughs> it's a fucking towel <laughs> Oh, man. You had Ewoks on your list. You had Alex from A Clockwork Orange. That was pretty good, I thought. And I had some good jokes for that. I just didn't think they were as good as the ones that I wrote here. I I think an Ewok is just adding a cute factor to any other character. Mm -hmm. It's like just inappropriately cute for what like Ewoks and Freddy Krueger would just be like, I'm in your dreams. I'm a cuddly teddy bear. Get too close. I'll slash ya. See, I was thinking if I used an Ewok, it was going to be the opposite. In my mind, the rebels go to Endor and unwittingly find a tribe of whatever the mashup would be. It's like, a, a, like the Riddler. He find they find a tribe of little Riddlers who are trying to help, but through like puzzles and shit. You're like, oh, I can't fucking blow up a steel generator with you. That's what I, when I was thinking those, I was thinking that like you had lightning McQueen on yours, which I thought was a good poll. Yeah. And I was like, if, if, the rebels got to Endor as a bunch of fucking cars, like adorable little cars. It's just a that car drive by themselves. <laughs> You're trying to blow up the seal generator. <laughs> Hop in. Oh god! Yeah, somebody tries to climb in. And he's like, "What? Oh, get out of my head!" <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. On our planet, we can crawl inside you." And he's like, "You crawl inside us? Yeah. On our planet, you're just hollowed out husks <laughs> of your. We sit in your skull and control your every move. <laughs> we, we 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 fill you full of liquid that we then explode inside your mouth." <laughs> Wars are fought over it. And they're like, holy shit, they fight over our Oh, we should have put Mad Max on this. That would have been a good character. Oh, man. (laughs) We got to do this again. This is, we had a lot of fun doing it. This was a really good one. Oh, man. I'd like to take a second and and take my list back. And I got a couple that while I was making the list, I wanted to put together. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. Throw a couple of those out. So I wanted to put Michael Myers and Wonder Woman together. And it's this like... (laughs) serial killer chick that chokes you to death with a with a magic lasso just strangling you and while she's killing you you have to spit the truth so she's like you're like uh, 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 I wear women's underwear and I, I stole five five dollars from my grandma I'm imagining though like I like that like for yours, it's like a confession lasso, whereas yeah. me, it's just like you can't lie. So I'd be like, this hurts. I do not want to die. <laughs> Looking at the list that I sent you, what about... Um, I'm kind of aroused. <laughs> How awkward. How 
awkward if that is how you die. <laughs> okay, how about I would do, on my list that I gave to you, I had Marty McFly and Doc Brown, but I also had Doctor Doom. What about Doctor Doom and Marty McFly? So Marty McFly comes in and is like, hey, Doctor Doctor Doom is like, I am Doom, Doom fears nothing. <laughs> and I'm imagining, I don't know if you remember, but in the old, like from when we were growing up, Secret Wars toys, there was this like spiky wheel that Doctor Doom could sit in. Yeah. Him and Marty McFly. That's what it is. It's not the DeLorean. That's Let me awesome. see if I can find what it was called. But it was like this, it was like a, it almost looked like the thing that Grievous rode around in in Revenge of the Sith. It was like a, a gyro wheel. Yeah, and it had a big spiky ass. It'd be like, it'd be like, whoa, Doc, that's pretty heavy. Yes, heavy like my hands of doom as I bring doom death roller. upon the doom <laughs> roller. <laughs> <laughs> it took like a week of people in marketing to be like, uh, what about the do <laughs> Dr. Doom drives it rolls? Doom wheel, uh, doom tire. Two uh, on the nose. Spiky wheel of death. That's what that's what would be the, the time travel device. <laughs> it wouldn't be a DeLorean. You'd I have to crank it. that fucker up to 88. <laughs> <laughs> We bring doom to all time. That would be that would be a fucking going. <laughs> That's as good. <laughs> what else? You got any more that you can make up on the fly here? Um. Oh man, yeah. Judge Dredd and Chucky. Um. It's a. <laughs> it's a. It's a little doll that people don't take seriously. And he's like, "You're under arrest, pal." And they're like, "Yeah, right." But he's like an undead voodoo doll and doesn't take shit from anybody. So he like brings it down hard, and he'll be like, "Guilty," and then like. <laughs> Stab him up with his little Chucky knife, his little voodoo Chucky knife. But he's still got this giant helmet on, so it's like practically down to his knees when he wears the helmet. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of that, and I'm sorry that we don't do a vidcast, but Rumi just mimicked his hands up near his head, like as if they were big ears, to show me a large helmet, and then bobbled it back and forth. <laughs> as <he said> that. <laughs> All right, how about uh? If Dennis the Menace was the protagonist of Die Hard, <laughs> his mom brings him to work. She's like, all right, now stay here. Bop, bop, bop. Now Hans Gruber takes over. And Dennis the Menace, you could do it either way. He's either just trying to be a dick and foils their plans, or he realizes he's the only one that they don't know is there, and he starts to do shit. That just turns into Home Alone. Dude, but dude. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> like it just turns oh my god when he wa when he goes up to the roof and he walks by like the maintenance station that has the nudes and he's like oh girls everywhere no clothes yeah. on <laughs> gross it just turns into home alone it's macaulay Culkin all day and like hans gruber is a grumpy old man <laughs> that would be oh, hans gruber could be uh hans wilson <laughs> dennis all right Rumi. Are you ready to initiate the launch sequence? I am ready, but this is going to be a tough one because the criteria is what movie would we see? If we got a, a zillion million dollars, which one would we produce? And it, it's kind of hard. It was really hard. These were all fucking hysterical. <laughs> As we pat ourselves on the back because we came up with them. <laughs> Not to toot my own horn, but... <laughs> What's at number five, Rumi? All right, number five, we had to do a tie. It is going to be Air Bud Mary Poppins. That's one option tied with Crobocop. <laughs> or we could just do a four-way mashup. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, but yeah. Did, did you see I put one on there? I gave you a give me. It was Robin Hood and Robocop called Robo yeah, Hood. You wrote Robo Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you did it. I work for me. Yeah, Ruby on Rumi's list to me, there was Robo Hood, which I thought was actually pretty good. But um, yeah, but okay. But for, for Countdown, we got Air Bud Mary Poppins tied with Crobocop coming in at number five. <laughs> All right. At number four, I love Fight Club Gremlins. I think if you reboot Gremlins, that'd be such a great way where it's from Gizmo's point of view and he he doesn't realize that these evil gremlins are like utilizing him. He doesn't realize that it's actually happening. He doesn't know that it's his alter personality releasing these gremlins everywhere. If they remake it, that's the way it should go. Don't steal our idea. <laughs> I am Gizmo's unbridled rage. <laughs> <laughs> I am Gizmo's number- bright light. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number three, we have Incredible Hulk mixed with Optimus Prime. I love that one. I thought that was freaking funny as hell. It is a, uh, I mean, it's just so simplistic in its idea. You have one person who turns into a monster when he likes to smash and a truck that turns into a robot. Put those two together and I just see the truck from fucking uh, Maximum Overdrive with the Hulk's face. I just love the idea of running over people. And it's like Ruby and I were talking, trying to figure out which was the best. And I think that's great because I admire its purity. (laughs) (laughs) I want a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm a truck. Number three. What do you got for number two, Rooms? Oh, man. The Terminator Grinch. I mean, I howled at that. And just like the thought of somebody going back in time to Whoville to fuck shit up. And then (laughs) at the end, like his arm turning into the... I mean, I just died. That was too funny. So Terminator Grinch. (laughs) That's a good one. There's so much more untapped content there that we haven't even made fun of yet. But yeah, uh, I, I agree. That one's really funny. But I think it gets topped by number one, Lake... To the future, when <laughs> Doc Brown takes Jason Voorhees back in time to prevent his own death slash sleeping with his mother. I thought that was so awesome. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that, that movie. And also, dude, to put an extra spin on it, we had mentioned some of this stuff when we, well, we actually didn't even mention, but on our last episode, we were talking about cartoon shows that were made from movies some of you may or may not know but back to the future was a cartoon show oh, yeah i don't think it was based on an inappropriate movie for kids but back to the future is not necessarily a kid's movie yeah but i now am imagining lake to the future as a children's cartoon show <laughs> <laughs> you could do a psa at the end of every episode and it was like don't swim without a lifeguard <laughs> <laughs> they're gross but he still gets his mom <laughs> You know, just a little incest for your children's cartoon. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And I can imagine, like, at different points in the time stream, they could, like, try to prevent his mom from killing all the people in the first movie. Yeah. You know? And there'll be moments when, like, Doc Brown's running around with with the young Jason Voorhees. He's like, gee, Williker, wow. (laughs) And then other times when he's with adult Jason Voorhees to try and help. And he's just like, he's saying stuff and talking all this science. We need, hey, 121 gigawatts. And he just looks over and it's just like silence. (laughs) And like, he's trying to tell him like, okay, I'm going to be up on this clock tower trying to plug this thing in. You're going to hit the gas. Are you listening to me? Do you understand what I'm saying? And it's just like, (sighs) 
I'm imagining Jason with the pillowcase on his head and then also that big like colander future helmet that the doctor made also like a, yeah <laughs> Link to the future guys coming next summer it'll be camp two pines <laughs> Camp Lone Pines. <laughs> That's hysterical. Oh, oh, my goodness. It would work so Coming good. Coming to a theater near you, ladies and gentlemen. Just uh, We're going to start a GoFundMe or a crowdsourcing thing. If you want to <laughs> see these movies, start giving us some money. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You sit down. Saturday morning cartoons. Let's go to commercial break, kids. Do you like marshmallows? Do you like murder? It's Lake to the Future, the cereal. <laughs> little Jason marshmallows, little Hockey Man's marshmallows, and little DeLorean Dude, when marshmallows. When you put the milk in, the milk turns red. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Why are we rich? We have so many good ideas. <laughs> We're working on it, Rumi. We're working on building our podcast empire one episode at a time. Remember, if you're having a good time, even if you're having half as good a time as Rumi and I are, please tell your friends about us. If you have cool friends who have great senses of humor, tell them about us. If you have boring friends who need help with their sense of humor, tell them about us. <laughs> they can find us on Facebook. They can find us on Instagram. They can find us on Twitter at Launchpad Pod. <laughs> you want to see us start making these movies or cartoons or at least the cereal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you ready for a little blast-off action here, Rumi? I'm Rumi? so ready. Here we go. Ignition sequence. <laughs> <laughs> Four.